Manish, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for the leadership. I don't dare to ask you when's the next commission coming up, uh, but congratulations and also thank you for the energy and inspiration. I'd like to call next uh, on our next discussant, and that is Simeon Ehui, who is the Director for Sustainable Development for Africa at the World Bank, and a person who's been strongly committed and passionate on these issues for many years. Simeon, welcome. Um, thank you, Raju, and um, good afternoon, friends and colleagues. It's always uh, a pleasure for me to come at IFRI and talk. Uh, as uh, many of you know, uh, the CJR and IFRI is part of my life. Before you know, moving to the World Bank, I, I spent like a half. I've, when you count it, the half of my career has been you know, in the CGIR and half with the World Bank. Okay, so it, it's very dear to, to my heart. We do indeed face a crisis, and uh, climate change is already upon us. It's not like uh, it's coming, it's upon us. So urgent action is needed to adapt agriculture and uh, food systems to climate change. The key messages for, from the call for leadership on climate resilience by the Global Commission for Adaptation, and from every speaker in the rapid fire session, have been heard loud and clear. I agree with everything that has been said here. And uh, I was telling, you know, uh, a friend of mine through text message, I said, for what we are working on, we should probably, we have already a team here <laughs> to write that next project on food security and the climate change that we are talking about at the World Bank. From the Global Commission on Adaptation report, it's written that investing $1.8 trillion globally in five areas from 2020 to 2030 could generate 7.1 trillion in total net benefits. And of the five investment areas, all are directly relevant to agriculture. They include early warning systems, climate resilient infrastructure, improved uh, dryland agriculture, crop production, global mangrove protection, investment in making water resources more resilient. Claudia mentioned earlier. In my capacity as Director for Sustainable Development for the Africa region at the World Bank, allow me to focus on Africa. It is especially alarming that after a period of early improvement, the food security situation in Sub-Saharan Africa is deteriorating. It's driven primarily by conflict and climate change. The number of undernourished people in Sub-Saharan Africa increased by 42 million people to 257 million in 2017, according to the latest FAO report. And it was projected earlier uh, by uh, the first speaker. Climate impacts are projected to have the greatest impact on poverty through agriculture. So in the absence of good 
climate informed development, climate change could result in an additional 100 million people globally living in extreme poverty by 2030. Of this amount, 43 million people are projected to be pushed below the poverty line by 2030 in Sub-Saharan Africa. Climate change is a serious threat to crop productivity in Africa, in, Af in, Af in Sub-Saharan Africa, that are already uh, food insecure. So, to galvanize action at the World Bank, we have launched the Africa Food Security Leadership Dialogue on Climate Adaptation of Africa's Agriculture. And the st starting point of that was that last month, President Kagame and other leaders of, we call it AFSLD, Africa Food Security Leadership Dialogue, gathered at the Convention Center in Kigali to rally collective effort to deal with the problem of hunger and vulnerability to climate change on the African continent. Hosted by the government of Rwanda, the meeting was organized by core partners that include African Union Commission, the World Bank, the FAO, IFAD, and AFDB. More than 34 African countries and 42 organizations and a total of 260 participants were represented at the event in Kigali, most at the ministerial level or equivalent. We had Nobel Prize laureate and other renowned scientists who also participated, as well as the DGs of several CGIA centers operating in Africa. My colleague Olga Krai, where is sitting, was the one who actually championed that particular event. We need to close the gap between today's production and the projected needs in the future. And we need to make sure that this increase in production is done in a sustainable way. Moving forward, it's clear that African countries, governments, are interested in increasing technological innovations, evidence-based policies, and climate-smart interventions. We need to scale up investment in science and dramatically increase the rate of adoption of those innovations by African farmers and throughout the food system value chains. CGIA will need to play a critical role in helping Africa's farmers adapt to climate change. We all know CGIAR has been one of the most successful research for development organizations over the last 40 years, and it is a global leader in science-based innovation on climate smart agriculture. The billions invested by the CGIAR donors in its research have yielded many multiple benefits that some in economic benefits to developing and emerging countries. The World Bank is committed to increasing support and collaboration with CGIAR, working closely with the National Agricultural Research Organizations, commonly known as NARS, and other science partners to accelerate adaptation of African 
Africa's food system to climate change. We will need, we will deepen our collaboration with CJIR on an, our analytical program and operations. I'm pleased to let you know that senior management at the World Bank is in the process of designing an approach to significantly increase support to, for CJIR using what we call the regional IDA resources. Over the last weekend, I was part of the people trying to find the right phrase or you know, statement for that. They are still working on it. <laughs> so let's hope that next week in New York, something consolidated will come out. We have achieved important other outcomes in Kigali, in addition to putting science squarely at the center of high-level policy dimensions, discussions. The strong commitment and ownership of the Africa Food Policy, Food Security Dialogue messages and objectives by the Africa Union Commission is a major success as an outcome of the Kigali meeting. The FSLD will continue and its key messages will be carried forward through a series of eco-events. There are a few additional ingredients we will need to pay attention to. Overcoming three ob key obstacles to making the food system better adapted to climate change is necessary. I'm going to speak about policies, technology adoption, and the tremendous skill gap in agriculture. Addressing those fundamentals is necessary in order to facilitate the adoption of innovation at scale. First, an enabling policy environment is a precondition for transition to climate adaptive food system. As you know, globally, governments spend $600 billion in agricultural subsidies per year, representing nearly 30% of the value added in the sector. A large portion of these subsidies are distortionary. This is the elephant in the room for any discussion on agricultural transformation. As evidence as development institutions focus on agriculture, we need to find way to promote a shift from distortive agricultural subsidies to climate smart agriculture investment at a much faster pace than is happening. We are scaling up our engagement on agriculture policy as that is critical, a critical step in enabling a better adapted food system in Africa. Second, new solutions are available and new solutions can make the old ones work better. We need to maximize the impact of digital and disruptive technologies that we heard about it earlier, such as those promoted by the CGIA and beyond in prompting broader ag transformation on the continent. African countries are well positioned to leapfrog to the full system of the future through use of digital technology. If key institutional bottlenecks can be addressed effectively, the potential of digital and disruptive technologies offered by the latest science is huge due to very large numbers of the youth in Africa. But, and this is my last point, to implement those solutions, Africa needs a critical mass 
of relevant skills. And if there's anything that I missed in this presentation, this is that part of the skill. Only 2% of Africa's students specialize in agriculture, even though agriculture contributed to 32% of Africa's gross domestic product as compared to 1.4% in Europe. But the demand is very high. The low rate of African students' enrollment in agriculture programs is extremely unlikely to provide the knowledge and skills required for much needed agriculture transformation toward a more climate smart food system in Africa. So we need to invest in supporting the development of the skill base that matches the magnitude of the challenge we are facing today. This is the last point I want to make and I want to thank you for inviting me to this seminar which I did find extremely useful and relevant to the work that we're doing at the World Bank. Thank you very much.